This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! I only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and I got scared money Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just Cali swag what's good Raider Nation this is episode 54 of keeping it 300 brought to you by Blue Wire it's your girl Fallon Smith and the one and only James DeAndre Jones. Where you at, JJ? I'm right here. What's going down? Right here where? L.A., Arizona. Right here in L.A. in the hotel room. Tyler, you laying in these hotel beds and getting on these dang planes, but I'm here at all. Oh, and it sounds like you're eating again. I mean, seriously. Come on, bro. <laughs> you know, I stay eating, man. I got to get my protein and all that in me, man. At least it ain't ramen noodle, though. Uh, Kenny King Jr., I don't know if you know who he is. His dad played for the Raiders, but he was like, yo, James really do just be eating. Like, he don't care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody got to eat, man. I know, but, like, you knew it was scheduled for 1 o'clock your time, 3 o'clock my time, um, and you still got food delivered to your room. I know. I actually actually ordered my food a minute ago, too, and it just got here, too, so (laughs) it ain't my fault. Okay, well, please just don't uh, speak with food in your mouth, okay? Be respectful I ain't going to smack on the phone. We're good. Okay, okay, okay. Well, anyways, uh, as I mentioned, it's Monday, October 28th. The trade deadline is 24 hours away. Um, And let's hope while we're doing this episode that no trades go down like last week. Uh, But it will (laughs) probably happen just because that's our luck. But after yesterday's loss to the Texans, James... I'm even more on board for the Raiders to make some moves, okay, at least on defense. I feel like they need to get a player who can be a game changer because the Raiders do not have that on defense right now, and you saw that it was prevalent the last two weeks. Absolutely, man. I mean, shoot, they can't. I mean, I know you're on the road, so it's a little harder on the road. You know, if you're at home, you got the crowd behind you, got a little bit more juice, but you can tell they don't have that guy on defense that, you know, when they need somebody to make a play, there's nobody there to make that play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they kind of, uh, it looks like everybody's waiting for somebody else to make a play and nobody's making it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And on defense, you got to have that guy that's going to make a play. Like when I was in Oakland, it was Charles Woodson. You knew it was a matter of time, even though we were struggling, but you knew when the games was close, it's a matter of time before C. Wood going to make a play. Or it's a matter of time before C. Wood going to help somebody else make a play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I just can't. I don't see that on the Raiders' defense. I kind of feel like, man, everybody's waiting for somebody to make a play, and nobody's making the play. Mm. That's actually a really good observation. I'm sure Raider Nation has seen that um, as well. But obviously when you're in the professional, uh, the National Football League, 
You got to step up. You got to make plays. That's how you make your money. And the, man, the best positions to really do that, I know I said Charles Woodson, you know what I mean, was our guy just because he was extremely smart and he, he knew, like, what was going on before it even happened. But the guys, when, when times get tough on the defensive side of the ball to make a play, is the D-line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they don't have that guy that's just, man – if he's one-on-one blocked, it's a guaranteed sack or a guaranteed pressure or, you know, that can change that game, man. And that, and that's hurting their defense right now. they got to find that guy who's who's unblockable, yeah. you know what I mean, that if they do get one-on-one that they can cause some problems and they don't have that guy. And you need that, especially when you're going on, on the road playing in these road games. Well, you know, they used to have that guy. His name's Khalil Mack. But I digress. But I digress. But I digress. All right, let's get to the game. So the Raiders, they lost to the Texans 27-24. to 24. Uh, They dropped to 3-4 and four on the season now. In my opinion, this was a huge, huge missed opportunity because, you know, come to the end of the season, if the Texans and Raiders are fighting for a wild card spot, you know, the tie break goes to the Texans, you know, but it is still too early to think about that, but it was still very disappointing. No, it's not. It's not too early to think about it because right now, I mean, it's a close race for those, those basically those last three teams to get in those two wild card spots. Because they're both in second place right now in their divisions. Yeah. And I mean, the reason why I was, not not disappointed because, I mean, I know it's hard to win on the road, but they let an opportunity go because I knew that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to lose. And if mm. the Raiders would have went on the road and won, they would have been one game back right now out of first place. Yep, just one. And then you got a Kansas City Chiefs team that Patrick Mahomes is not playing this week neither. And they're going to play the Minnesota Vikings. So they possibly could lose again, and you get the Detroit Lions at home, and you would have been tied for first place in the division if you would have been able to win two games um, in a row. So, I mean, this one hurt just because now it kind of puts them behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? Because say if you win this one in Detroit, I mean, win this one against Detroit at home, now you're still one game back, but then you got Patrick Holmes possibly coming back that third week, and the Kansas City Chiefs getting strong again. So uh, it was a it was a big game. That's why I feel like Coach Gruden, man, he should have went out there by any means necessary and tried to win that game, man. Well, I mean, I I know that he tried. At least the offense tried. Paul Gunther, on the other hand, I don't know. He didn't have his defense ready, and there's several reasons. Yeah, that's a bad man. That's a bad man back there, though, man. That, that, no, that he, is a bad Deshaun man. Watson. I mean, he's a monster, and we'll get to that yeah. too. But there are several, several, several reasons why the Raiders lost this game, and I'm not going to be a fan and say, "Oh, I blame the refs." Okay, because yes, there were some bad calls and there were some bad uh, no calls, right? But that did not matter. That w- didn't determine the outcome of the game. The reason why the Raiders lost this game they gave up 29 first downs they had 100 yards in penalties and there were some really really bad drop passes two by Tyrell Williams uh, at the end of the game that could have really sealed the deal and I know fans you are mad that there wasn't a PI called against Gary and Conley you know um, when he was holding Tyrell Williams yeah and I know you guys are saying well if Conley was still on the Raiders that would have been a PI because obviously he was called for multiple PIs when he was with the Raiders. Um, But those aren't reasons why you lost the game. You lost the game because of penalties, drop passes, and defensive breakdowns. Uh, Your defense could not get a stop the entire second half. So when the Raiders offense, James, this is what drove me crazy. I wanted to freaking break my television screen. When the Raiders offense had their final possession late in the game, okay, and decided to punt instead of go for it on fourth down, I went crazy. 
You are really going to rely on your defense to make a stop? It hadn't made a stop since the first half. And just like I thought, the defense couldn't get a stop and the offense never got the ball back for a chance to win the game. So what in the world was going on there? Why would they make that decision? I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Fallon, 100%. And, you know, I, I feel the same way you feel because, number one, I feel like that's on the coach. That's on the head coach. And the reason why I say that is because when I was playing, Coach Mike McCarthy used to always talk about forget the analytics, forget all that stuff, what this stuff says, when to punt, when to kick a field goal, when to go for Forget all of that. Mm-hmm. As a head coach – you have to understand how your ball club is playing. Exactly. So if you're in the game and your offense has not done anything in the game and you get into a situation where you might have to go for it on fourth down or punt and put your defense out there, punt it mm-hmm. because your offense has not been doing nothing. Yes. If you're in the point of the game and you're watching this game and your defense has not stopped Deshaun Watson all game long and your offense has been moving the ball up and down the field if it wasn't for them shooting their own selves in the foot with drop passes and penalties, Mm -hmm. like you are in this game. So at that point of the game, you have to go off of how the game is going. And the game is telling you right now that your defense is not playing well. Mm-hmm. So let me go for this because worst case scenario, if I don't get it, my defense got to go out there anyway. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I'm on the road with a chance to win this ball game. Let me go for this and try to go down here and win this ball game because my defense has not been playing well. I know the analytics may say, Gruden, you got to punt it right here, let your defense stop. But they have not been playing well. Exactly. Go for that, man, and try to win the game on the road. And a lot of fans, um, if they did defend Gruden's decision there, would say, you know, it was third and 16, so or you're not going to go for it on fourth and 16. Here's the thing. Yes, you are. You know why? Because that is your only chance, and it proved to be your only chance to possibly win that game. That was the last time that the offense had the ball in their hands because your defense couldn't make a stop. Yeah, you have to go off of the flow of the game, man. And, and like I said, man, I mean, shoot, he, he possibly could have thought this is the time my defense is going to get a stop. But, I mean, I would have loved the decision if you were in the Coliseum. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. were at home, I would have loved it because the fans would have been behind you. The, the defense would have got amped up, more juice and all that. But on the road, and your defense is deflated, haven't stopped them all game long. You know what I mean? You got you got to find a way to probably go for that because, like I said, the defense is going to go on the field anyway. You know, so you got to try to find a way, come up with a play, and try to go for that and, and keep this drive going. Yeah, when they punted that ball away, I was like, yep, they ain't getting the ball back. The Raiders just lost. Really, I, I really thought that. I'm like, are you serious? Especially what Desha- Deshaun Watson started doing the second half there. And you know what? That dude is special. I love watching him play, unfortunately. I hate that he had to be special against the Raiders. I was hoping that that was going to be his one bad game. But that one play on first and goal where he got kicked in the face by Arden Key and then still made the touchdown pass to Fowles, my jaw just dropped right there. I mean, he was – he's ridiculous. And those those are plays that have to be made on the road, too. He was wrapped up. You have to tackle him and bring him down. You cannot let him go. You got to get him, man. (laughs) They did not tackle him. And we all know once a quarterback breaks a tackle or gets outside the pocket and gives his receivers two more seconds to get open, it's a tough cover. Well, and that's what I was going to say. The worst part about that whole play was that Arden Key had a sack. 
You know, how in the world did he not bring Watson down? The sad part is Arden Key has been known for the, quote, almost sack king, okay? Uh, They don't hand out awards for almost sacks. (laughs) You have to make that tackle, James. It's freaking just so frustrating. And we've seen it so many times this past weekend, man. Guys missing sacks, you know. Denver could have won if Vaughn made the sack, you know, but he didn't. And then, you know, the young fella didn't make this. you got to make those plays if you want to win ball games. Man, but some positive news. Let's try to be positive here. Uh, the defense has 13 sacks through seven games. They had only 13 sacks all last season. So at least they're improving in that area, James. Um, so that's good news, I guess you would say. But still, the trade deadline is tomorrow. Do you think they should make moves? Last week you said don't panic you know, and make moves. Obviously you saw that they traded Conley uh, to the Texans the same day we said that. Um, and obviously the Raiders picked on Conley and it, it kind of worked yesterday. Um, unfortunately the Raiders lost. But as far as making moves now after you saw what happened the last two weeks, you know, what are your thoughts? Because I think try to find somebody that can make a, make a difference on defense. Nope. I'm still in the no panic. Um, okay. I I just feel like I just feel like the Raiders are in this thing. You they know, are. they're not it's not like they got blown out. It's not like they just a terrible football team. Like if they make the plays that are there, they win this game. You know, I mean, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I know those are plays Tyrell Williams will make, you know, and I know he probably lost sleep over them because he should have made them. But they they're in this thing. It's not like they're far off. And I continue to say they know who they are. Run the ball, play action pass, get the ball to the tight end. You got two good wide receivers on the outside and outside now, and Zay Jones and Tyrell Williams. I loved how Zay played, and I know he's just going to get more comfortable in the offense and make plays. So, uh, you don't necessarily need to press for moves. Okay. Now, if it's a big timer, if it's a big big timer, like if you know if they're trying to deal Von Miller or something, <laughs> which will never happen, you know, they're not going to trade with the division. Know, you know what I'm saying? If, they, if they're trying to do that or something, then yeah. But I don't think it's anybody out there right now that's like, dang, the Raiders got to go get him. It's not a big timer like that that's really going to change what they're trying to do. Uh, they're in it. So my thing is, is, don't panic. Play this season now. Go through the draft again. Go through free agency and try to get get some players. But they're still in this thing, man. It's not over. But I don't think they need to go out there and press and try to give up some draft picks or all that try to try to get a guy I was so confused when I saw today when I woke up that the Jets traded Leonard Williams to the Giants I know <laughs> that was know. like hold on what what yeah. and for a third and fifth round pick I mean if I'm the Raiders I would have signed up for that but apparently nobody was interested in him because of his lack of production and I guess his uh, price tag is still have to pay him which I was going to be a fan if the Raiders gave up like some mid-round, late-round picks for him. I was going to be a fan. But that's a guy that I was hoping the Raiders would at least make a call on. Um, and clearly they did not. Um, but one thing I forgot to mention, remember last week when we were previewing the Texans game and you said the key to slowing Hopkins down is what? What did you say, James? Got to double team him. Okay. Got to get up in his face. You got to get up in his face and jam him and double team him. Yes. Well, guess what? I didn't really see that. Sometimes there was a corner on him, right? But at times and on critical third down situations, not sure if you saw this, but I went back and looked at the second half. I saw a linebacker lined up against him. And you know why? Why? Because the Houston Texans are very, very smart. And they game plan for the Oakland Raiders. DeAndre Hopkins 
plays on the outside 97% of the time. Yes. He came in this game against the Raiders. They put him in the slot 97%. But you could have shadowed him. You could have had one guy on him. You could have shadowed him, but then again, that leaves guys on the outside one-on-one on Kenny Stills and those guys, and then you still got to account for Deshaun Watson's legs, and that's why we kind of seen him making plays with his legs because they tried to do that. They tried to match up. They tried to play one-on-one when Hopkins was in the slot and have a safety over the top of him, but now when you do that and you're playing against a mobile guy, it's plays like that to be made outside the pocket. So now it's kind of pick your own poison. And then they tried to go to zone so they could keep eyes on Watson, and then when you go to zone and you got DeAndre Hopkins in the slot, who's a big body, great hands, could run routes, it makes it extremely easy on him. And then Deshaun Watson was able to get the ball out of his hands fast. So you got to give kudos to the Houston Texans and they staff because they came in there and that was the game plan. If it's going to be man-to-man and they want to let somebody else beat them on the outside, they made sure, hey, if you escape outside the pocket, it's man-to-man. We all know it's going to be lanes for the quarterback to run when it's man-to-man. And that's what they did, man. They did a great job. But, you know, they moved DeAndre Hopkins in the slot, which they really never do, and they did, and, you know, they took advantage. I still wasn't a big fan of Gunther's game plan, uh, clearly, as I as I mentioned earlier in this podcast. Um, but let's talk about some more positive stuff. So the offensive line, there is some good news. Uh, X-rays came back negative for uh, Senator Rodney Hudson, thank God. Um, but apparently he is still going to have some uh, further tests done. So hopefully he's not out that long. Andre James, he played pretty well in his place. But as you know, James, Rodney Hudson, he's one of the best centers in the National Football League. So The best. Okay, he's the best. Okay. I was trying to be unbiased, but all right. He's the best center in the National Football League. So, no, that's that's a big blow, man. You're talking about the best center in football right now, man, in Hudson, man. And, I mean, shoot, he's one of those guys who's always available too, man, always there. He hasn't missed a snap for years. Seriously. Exactly. So hopefully he um, he could bounce back because they need him out there, man. Right when they got all their guys back, Gabe Jackson and them, now they lose another one, oh, man. No. That's, the, that's the tough part of our business, though, man. I mean, it's always really the team that can stay the healthiest, man, that can really make a push, man. But with that said, the offensive line didn't surrender a single sack on Sunday, and the Raiders are second in the NFL with just eight sacks allowed this season so far. So hopefully they can keep it up. Uh, another positive, we mentioned Tyrell Williams is back. It allowed the Raiders to kind of spread the ball more. Uh, he had 91 yards on three catches. He had obviously a touchdown. Two big drops, though. Okay, no excuses for, for that. And check this stat out. In the last two weeks, Carr's average pass has traveled 9.4 yards in the past two weeks. That's 10th best in the NFL. Before that, it was 5.9 yards. So, Carr taking more shots downfield. Now, with that said, James... Yesterday, you know, we would we always talk about how the Raiders know who they are. They are going to pound the football, okay? They're going to run first. Josh Jacobs, okay? He was it, he is a little banged up dealing with a shoulder injury. Um, but you got to give credit to the Texans, right? They did a great job bottling him up. But the offense still still got things going. Well, absolutely. They did a great job bottling him up because they was trying to stop him. 
Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> you, put, you put you put eight men in the box to try to stop him. That's why every throw you see that he, that Zay Jones caught, or every throw you see that Tyrell Williams is going to catch, was one on one, and that is what the run game does for you. Yeah. So it's going to be games where he comes in and has games like this. But trust me and believe that he understands that he's doing his job. Yeah. If they want to load the box, you get the ball out of your hands fast, like Derek Carr's doing. That's why they've really only given up eight sacks, and you. You have to make the plays on the outside. If Tyrell Williams catches those two passes, this game is over. Oh, no. The game was going to be over if he caught those two passes. You know? So, I mean, the offense went out there and did their job. That is what the young kid is there for. If they want to load the box and stop you, then we're going to take – we're going to take advantage of these one-on-ones on the outside. And then once we start making these plays on the outside, it's going to make it easier for you and you're going to be able to get going. So, I mean, he did his job. I, I, lo- I loved everything about it, man, but they just have to make the plays on the outside when they're there. Mm-hmm. Especially, I keep saying it, especially on the road because you're not going to get a lot of opportunities on the road, man, when you're playing a good football team. Yeah. Well, Josh Jacobs, he still had 66 yards on 15 carries, so he was averaging over you know four yards a carry. So that was still still good. But, um, again, some young guys stepped up, and that was Hunter Renfro, which was awesome. He had 88 yards on four catches, um, including that 65-yard touchdown. I have always wondered because, you know, he was somebody that we talked about. You and I had high hopes for him in the slot. You know, you were saying Julian Edelman 2.0, right? And we haven't seen that. You know, um, we haven't really seen a lot of targets to him. He has dropped a couple balls in the past, um, but he hasn't gotten a lot of targets. So the last game, he had four catches, 88 yards, including that 65-yard touchdown. That was really, really exciting. So is it just about opportunities for him? Should he be used more in this offense? Is it just situational uh, matchups? What? Oh, absolutely. I think it's just it's more opportunities. I mean, he's since we've seen him in training camp, we knew that he was one of those guys that could help out, that could, uh, that could come in there and run routes. I mean, he was routing those boys up in training camp. So it was just a matter of time before he got his opportunities to make a play. And, and that's what he does. I mean, it's tough to say that he needs to see more opportunities after the game because, like I said, I loved what I seen on the outside from the big boys and Zay Jones and Tyrell Williams, especially if Tyrell Williams don't let those two go. I mean, those two were making plays too. But I'm telling you, it'll be key, especially when it gets late in the season because when Zay Jones and Tyrell Williams start taking over games because of one-on-one coverage on the outside and you got to worry about stopping stopping Jacobs, you're going to get man-to-man in the slot on Hunter Renfro, and he's going to have to win and make plays. And if he can and he break one tackle like you've seen on Sunday, he can be gone. Who did you compare him to? I forget. Was it Julian Edelman? Wes Welker. Oh, God. I don't know why I thought Julian, just because of New England Patriots. Yeah. But I said I said we're look we're looking at the next Wells Welker, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean with the with the more opportunities that he gets, he'll be able to make some plays. He's a consistent kid. He runs great routes. He's always where he's supposed to be. Um so he'll get more opportunities and a lot of the opportunities he's gonna get is gonna be one on one opportunities. So if he breaks one tackle, he's gonna be able to get a lot of yards. So, you know, like I said, the offense is in good shape. I, I love where they're at. They they know who they are. We're gonna come in, we're gonna get off the bus, we're gonna try to run the ball. If they got eight in the box, okay, Derek Carr, you a special passer. You got two good receivers on the outside. Let's make some plays to back these dudes up. You know, so 
they they're they're in good hands on offense. Uh, on defense, they got to find a way to get some takeaways, and they got to find a way to get people off the field. Yeah. Well, I was actually surprised that Zay Jones. He only I think he was even only targeted twice, and he had two catches for twenty seven yards. I was um, kind of surprised he wasn't a little bit more involved. You know, I know this was his first week. Yeah, he active, just he but... just he just got there though, man. Yeah, you got to yeah, get yeah. him in the True. groove of things. You got to make sure he understands the offense, the signals, and all that type stuff. You know. It's easy to tell him, hey, go out there and run a slant, go out there and run a stop, man. But the heat of the moment, man, a lot of things happen. DC might have to change some coverage, dictates and changes your routes. You gotta, you gotta be able to play fast on the fly, and you know, so you gotta bring him in slow. They just got him there. Did you see him uh, levitate when he got up from one of the catches? Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he got well, in his how body. How do you do but, that? Man, that's the that's that's the second time he done did that, man, and he getting up like he he a dang ghost, man, and he just he just he, <laughs> he did up. it like it was it's nothing. really impressive. It's really impressive, man. It's hilarious and it's impressive because, like, how are you getting up like that, bro? Yo, I was like, hold on, because someone goes, did you not see that? And I'm like, see what? And then they like sent it to me, and it was slow mo, and I'm like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What did he just do right now? Yeah, this is not. This is actually crazy. real. And and he did the same thing in Buffalo, man. When he had caught a touchdown and got up like that, and we like, dude, this dude is like a ghost, man. This, <laughs> that's funny though, man. Like I was looking at it like this is crazy. It's just so crazy because he, he makes it uh, look effortless, and I wonder if he just did it just to see if anyone would notice. You know? No, I think I think I think he does it not knowing he does it. Like I re- I really think like he just was getting up. <laughs> <laughs> <That's just laughs> he's probably done it so many times and this is the first two times that people really caught it but I mean just for him to do that it's like this is not the first time he did it you know what I'm saying oh, so this crazy. is like this might be like him that's the way he, I wish, he gets man, up it's see crazy. I wish I still cover the Raiders like every single day I went to practice so I could do a story literally on just him levitating that's it well you just said it on the podcast so one of them people gonna steal it from you and do it dang I know you right you right I mean they probably already are <laughs> um, anyways um, at the end of the day okay the Raiders they're three and four after the road trip from hell okay I'll take it because next up you're finally back home as we mentioned uh we'll get to their matchup against the Lions in just a second but first we have to take a quick break so stay where you are Hey, Blue Wire listeners. So as you know, humans have been shaving for thousands and thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave? Well, it hasn't really changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated candles, so neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, sharp, durable blades at a fair price. And let me tell you, my husband absolutely loves Harry's because it gives him a close shave, easy glide, and of course, as I mentioned, at a low price. It's cheap. So do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. So why should you get Harry's? Well, I already mentioned how much my husband loves it. I think you will love it too. Because Harry's provides quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. Harry's is also super, super convenient. They provide blade refills and deliver directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. Yeah, and there's no risk for you to try them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. You can't beat that. 
So listeners of Keeping It 300 can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. And this is what you'll get with the trial set. A weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. So make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. You won't regret it. Now, with the holiday season just around the corner, there's going to be a huge rush coming. And if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders or decide which shipping carrier to use or if you're getting the best rates? Well, luckily, ShipStation can help with that. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. No matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, Etsy, or even your own website, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone, which is very, very convenient. Now, ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. So even if you have a small business, that's okay. You can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. So that's pretty cool, right? You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. So take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE, B-L-U-E, to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months for free. No hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. You cannot beat that. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, and don't forget, enter the offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right, we are back. Now, after playing five consecutive games away from home, the Raiders finally back home at the Coliseum this week. Uh, they're going to host the Lions, who are 3-3-1. They're playing pretty good football right now. I didn't watch their win over the Giants yesterday, but I did watch the Lions-Packers game from a few weeks back. And the one thing I took from that was that the Raiders cannot... Let Matthew Stafford have his way through the air. They cannot give up big plays because, as you know, James Stafford has a rocket for an arm. And during that Green Bay game, the Packers secondary actually got torched multiple times on multiple big plays. The issue was the Lions, they could not finish. They could not find the end zone. So they had to settle for five field goals. If they punched, you know, just one of those in, they could have actually won that game. So this team is no slouch. Okay, it's going to be a battle. Um, What do you think about this matchup? And I know you watched that Green Bay uh, Lions game. Yeah, I don't watch the Lions play a couple times this year. They're 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 a good football team. They're coached well. Yeah, they're a good football team. Uh, If it wasn't for those two penalties in Green Bay, that was hands to the face. It probably probably would have different been a different outcome. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was terrible. (laughs) You know, they like they say, if if was a fifth, you will all be faded. But anyways. 
Uh, no, I think the main thing coming into this game, yeah. um, they do not have a running game. They have lost Johnson, yeah. carry on Johnson. Yeah. They have lost him. I don't know if he'll be back this week, but they're trying to be on his running back carousel. So they cannot run the football well. But what they can do well, like you said, they get explosive plays, however they're trying to create them. Flea foot acres, reverse throwbacks, or whatever they're trying to do, they create a lot of big explosive plays. So that is what the Oakland Raiders have to take away. You cannot let Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones get explosive plays. You have to have them go down the field 15, 10 play drives and try to score this ball. Do not give up the big play. And I know it sounds it's easier said than done because everybody has really been trying to stop that big play. Yeah. And week in, week out, they've been getting the big play. But you cannot give up the shot play. And you got to understand, number one, they can't run it. Number two, they're not even trying to stick with the run. You know what I mean? They want these explosive plays. Even when you watch the Giants game, it wasn't a lot of running. But they did make tough contested catches down the field that were huge plays to win the ball game. So they got to make the plays. On offense, I feel like they'll be okay because I feel like the matchup is in their favor. No Darius Slay, you know, um, out there, which is a shutdown corner. So I think the offense will be will, will be fine, especially in the pass game. Their front seven is pretty good. So they, they, mm-hmm. they're going to come in and try to stop Josh Jacobs. But in the back end, the Raiders should have their way with them. Zay Jones, Tyrell Williams, yeah. Darren Waller should, should have their way. I so, think so, too. But if you want to win this ball game at home, man, you got to play defense and do not give up the big play. Got to get pressure on Matthew Stafford because you got to help out your secondary and give them time um, on the back end. Well, and rushing covers go together, point blank, period. But obviously, getting pressure on him is going to help. But if you're Paul Gunther, how do you approach this? Are you playing zone? Are you playing man? Assuming zone, but yeah. I'm definitely not. I'm definitely playing zone. I am not. Because <laughs> the not Raiders don't have the, the DBs to match up against uh, yeah, those guys. But yeah. even if they did, I mean, shoot, I mean, even if you uh, who, who got the best cornerback tandems in the game, I don't know. But even if you had Jalen Ramsey on one side and, and, and Richard Sherman on the other side, you're not playing man-to-man with Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford, he, he's a special passer. So if you play man-to-man, he can put this ball to places only where his receivers could get him. And he has a big-time receiver in Kenny Galladay who's a big boy. And then you got a guy in Marvin Jones who can run and run routes. So you don't want to man him up. What I would do, I would play zone. You know, I would keep the safeties back just so I'm taking away those big plays. Now, if they're nickel and diamond and they, you know, five yards, ten yards, if they nickel and diamond me down the field, that's fine. But I will not give up the 35, the 40 play, the 25-yard plays down the field, pass plays to these guys because that is what they are looking for. So I will play zone. I will will send some zone blitzes, try to put some pressure on them to get the ball out of his hands fast. But do not play man-to-man because these kids that – well, they ain't kids. These men that they going up against, they go attack the football. They go up and get the ball. Like, when you talk about tough catches, these are probably two of the guys in the National Football League that make them every week in Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Oh, I have both of them on separate teams uh, in fantasy. I know. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 go, they go get that ball now. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, the big difference for the Raiders compared to that of uh, the Green Bay Packers, like I said, the only game I've watched this season was that Green Bay Packers-Lions game. And the biggest difference is, yeah, 
the Packers gave up those big plays, but they made stops in the red zone, right? The Raiders' defense, one of the worst red zone defenses in the National Football League. So that's why you can't give up those big plays. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not only that, you, you have to, especially at home now, you have to generate some type of turnovers. Yeah. You know, the Packers had a pick. The Packers had a fumble. They generated turnovers to get the ball back to the offense. The Raiders have to do some. The games they won, they got turnovers. They generated turnovers on defense. They got scores on defense. Those are the games they won. So they have to do a better job of getting the ball back to Derek in that offense, even if it's once or twice a game. But you cannot keep losing the turnover battle and expect to win ball game. Yeah, amen to that. So we'll see what happens this Sunday. Um, and after the Lions, the Raiders have the Chargers, Bengals, and Jets. So I really think Dang, the Raiders... Man. See, they got a chance to go on the run now. That's what I'm saying. They have a chance to roll off four straight wins. Um, obviously, they need to figure things out on defense first. But if you roll off four straight wins, you're sitting pretty at 7-4. and four. I mean, that's doable. 7-4 and four is doable. So not all is lost. There is still hope. So I'm going to leave it at that, James. <laughs> Absolutely. No, they got they got a chance to roll them off, man. I'm with you. That's why I got them in the playoffs, man. Everybody everybody <laughs> was on me for having them in the playoffs. I got them in the playoffs, man. I believe in the Raiders. It sucks, though, because if they did, did, did get that Texans win, man. That's ah! what I'm saying. Like, even if they did get that one, even if they dropped one of the next four, they're still sitting at 7-4. and four. Exactly. You know what I'm know. saying? And, so. and now you don't have really much room for error down this stretch, but... Yeah, that, that Texans lost. That was a heartbreaker. But I'm going to still be positive. Not all is lost. They can still get to 7-4. and four, So we'll see what happens. Um, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. If you haven't done so already, I know I say this every week, but come on, guys, help us out. Please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Thanks.